Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for standing by and welcome to the Moravo Healthcare Conference Call. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I would now like to hand the conference over to your speaker, Chairman Rob Harris. Thank you. Please go ahead. Thank you, Operator. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 2021 Annual Meeting of Shareholders of Nouveau Pharmaceuticals, Inc., doing business as Moravo Healthcare. This meeting will be held in a virtual-only format due to the continuing public health impact of COVID-19 pandemic and to prioritize the health and safety of meeting participants and safety of the company's employees and shareholders. My name is Rob Harris. I'm the executive chairman of Moravo, and in accordance with the bylaws of Moravo, I will chair this meeting. With the consent of the meeting, I will ask Tina Lucades, the Vice President, Secretary, and General Counsel of Moravo, to act as the Secretary of the meeting, and Leanne Branston and Jennifer Huff of Broadridge Financial Solutions, Inc. to act as the scrutineers. If you are a shareholder or a validly appointed proxy holder, you're able to ask questions during the meeting using the online platform. Please submit your questions in the Ask a Question text box indicated on the web portal. Questions directly related to the formal business of the meeting will be addressed before the voting begins, and all other questions will be addressed in the Q&A session following the management presentation. I have received an affidavit of the rep- from a representative of Broadridge Financial Solutions confirming the proper mailing to shareholders of the notice of the meeting, the management information circular, and the form of proxy for the meeting. A copy of these materials together with the affidavit will be kept by the secretary with the records of this meeting. I've reviewed the scrutineer's preliminary report on attendance, which indicates that a quorum is present, and I therefore declare the meeting to be properly constituted for the transaction of business. The scrutineer's final report on attendance will be provided to the secretary of the meeting and will be kept with the records of this meeting. The formal business of the meeting will consist of, a, of considering the matters set forth in the management information circular. In order to deal with the business of the meeting in an orderly manner, each of the motions will be moved and seconded, and then voting will take place. Each common share represented at this meeting will be entitled to one vote. Voting on all matters will be conducted by pressing the Vote Here button on the online web portal. I have asked certain shareholders of Moravo to move and second a motion to approve each matter. The first item of business is the presentation of the consolidated financial statements for the corporation and its subsidiaries for the financial year ending December 31, 2020, and the auditor's report thereon. A copy of the annual report containing these financial statements was mailed to shareholders that have requested such materials. A copy of the annual report is also available on CDAR 
at www.sedar.com under the company's profile and on the company's website. Our next item of business is the election of the directors of the corporation as set out in the management information circular. Management is nominating the following six directors. Daniel Shikwin, David Copeland, Anthony Dobronowski, John London, Mary Richard, Richie, and myself, Rob Harris. The election of the board of the directors will be conducted on an individual basis. On October 30th, 2013, and as amended on March 28, 2018, the board of directors adopted an advance notice bylaw, which requires that advance notice be provided of any individual to be nominated for the election as a director at this meeting. Apart from the directors listed in the management information circular, no additional individual has been, or at this point can be, nominated for election. As required by the rules of the Toronto Stock Exchange, the corporation has adopted a majority voting policy relating to the election of directors. Details regarding this policy are provided in the management information circular. Under the policy, a director is required to tender his or her resignation if he or she receives more withhold votes than votes cast for his or her election. Based on the proxies received, if elected, none of the nominees would have to tender their resignation under the policy. I will, ask, I will now ask Mary April for a motion with respect to the election of the directors of the corporation. I nominate Daniel Sequin, David Copeland, Anthony Dobronowski, Robert Harris, John London, and Mary Ritchie as directors of the corporation to hold office until the next annual meeting of shareholders until their successors are duly elected or appointed or they otherwise cease to hold office. Thank you, Mary. Tina Lucades, would you please second the motion? I second the motion. Thank you, Tina. The next matter to be dealt with is the appointment of the auditors and the authorization of the directors to fix their remuneration. I will now ask Mary April for a motion with respect to the appointment of the auditors. I move that Ernst & Young LLP be reappointed as auditors of the corporation to hold office until the next annual meeting of shareholders or until a successor is appointed and that the directors be authorized to fix their remuneration. Thank you, Mary. Tina, would you please second the motion? I second the motion. Thank you, Tina. We will pause for a moment to see if there are any questions directly related to the resolutions. As a reminder, there will be an opportunity to ask questions not directly related to the um, not directly related to the resolutions during the management presentation that will immediately follow the formal portion of the meeting. And we'll just pause for a second or a minute here. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What if you could have a career 
where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, it looks as though there's no questions, so we'll proceed. It is now time to vote. The voting polls are open for those registered shareholders or proxy holders who have not already voted by proxy, and voting will be conducted by an online ballot. Any registered shareholder or proxy holder who hasn't yet voted or wishes to change their vote may do, do so by clicking on the Vote Here button on the web portal and following the instructions on the portal. Shareholders who have sent in their proxies or voted via telephone or internet do, that do not want to change their vote do not need to take any further action at this time. We will pause for a moment to allow for the voting. Okay. All right, we're good. Um, the scrutineers have provided me with a preliminary report on the voting for each of the matters considered at this meeting. The scrutineers will reconcile the results and provide an official report of the results tomorrow. Tina Lucades will now report on the preliminary results of the vote so far. Tina? Thank you. Thank you, Rob. The preliminary voting report for the election of directors provided by the scrutineers provides that a majority of the total votes cast were voted in favor of each of the six proposed nominees as set out in the management information circular, with Daniel Shaquin receiving 91.55% cast four and 8.45% withheld of the total votes cast. David Copeland receiving 97.5% cast for and 2.5% withheld of the total votes cast. Anthony Dabronowski receiving 96.25% cast for and 3.75% withheld of the total votes cast. Robert Harris receiving 97.51% cast for and 2.49% withheld of the total votes cast. John London receiving 91.72% cast for and 8.28% withheld of the total vote cast, and Mary Ricci receiving 97.68% cast for and 2.32% withheld of the total vote cast. Great, thank you, Tina. Tina Lucades will now report on the result of the vote with respect to the appointment of auditors. Thank you, Rob. The preliminary voting report for the appointment of auditors provided by the scrutineers provides that a majority of the total votes cast were voted in favor of the appointment of Ernst & Young LLP, 
with 97.11% cast for and 2.89% withheld. Great. Thank you, Tina. So that concludes the formal business of the meeting. If there are no further business, I would ask Mary April for a motion concluding the formal part of the meeting. I move that the formal part of the meeting be concluded. And Tina McCadies, would you please second that motion? I second the motion. Thank you very much. I declare that the formal part of the meeting is now concluded. I will now turn the presentation over to Jesse Ledger, the President and CEO of Maravo, who will provide an update on the business and the results from the first quarter of this year. Jesse, if you'll take over. Thanks, Rob. Uh, as Rob said, now that the formal part of the meeting has been concluded, management is pleased to present the following slides, uh, an overview of the business year to date, and we will accept any questions that you may have at the end. So before we begin, I would like to remind everyone that some of the statements made during this presentation may be considered forward-looking. The company cautions investors that results of future operations may differ from those anticipated. We urge you to review the cautionary statements and other information contained in the company's filing on CDAR, including our annual information form for fiscal 2020, which identifies certain factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from those projected in any forward-looking statements made during the meeting. Copies of the annual information form and other filings are available online. As many of you will recall, we rebranded as Moravo Healthcare on December 18, 2020. Moravo consolidates the Nuvo and Aerolis brands under one common name. We've not changed our legal name, and for legal purposes, we are recognized as Nuvo Pharmaceuticals, Inc., doing business as Moravo Healthcare. The Moravo name comes from the Italian verb mirar, which means to aim, to cite, or to point. This name change marks the final step in the evolution of our business from a drug development and manufacturing-focused company to a fully diversified commercial stage pharmaceutical and healthcare business. We have our sights set on growth and all of our efforts aimed towards this goal. The Moravo business now boasts a diversified commercial product portfolio of over 20 products. We are continuing to see organic growth of our key promoted products in Canada through market share expansion and have also recently launched or anticipate launching in the near future new products both in Canada and in international markets. Our existing business is profitable and has strong continued growth potential. Our financial results year to date and our strong cash position demonstrate the resiliency of our business in the face of the significant disruption that was and continues, namely the COVID-19 pandemic. Despite the challenges posed by the pandemic, we remain well positioned for growth and we continue to pay down our debt on a quarterly basis. Our commercial business segment continues to grow organically through the efforts of our commercial sales and marketing team. The business segment, this business segment contributed $8.8 million or 61% of total revenue for the first quarter of 2021. Our two key promoted products, Blexton and Cambia, continued to demonstrate quarter over quarter prescription growth and demonstrated $5.6 million in revenue for Q1. Suvex and our two new formats of Neovisc recently launched in Canada uh, were recently launched in Canada and are already capturing market share. We look forward to reporting on continued market share expansion for these products over the coming months. All of our promotional efforts remain focused on Blexton, Cambia, Suvex, and Neobisc. However, the remaining legacy products in our commercial segment, highlighted here, continue to co contribute in a meaningful way to our bottom line. 
These products have either lost market exclusivity to generic competitors or are not in our core therapeutic focus areas. However, all of these products remain profitable and contribute positively to our bottom line earnings. During the quarter, the revenue in our licensing and royalty segment was $3 million, or 21% of our total revenue. Royalty revenue is generated from licensing of our intellectual property and related products globally under exclusive licensing arrangements. This segment was recently expanded with a new license agreement signed for Suvex in the Nordic Baltic region of Europe. Suvex is currently under registration in Finland, and we anticipate a review decision towards the middle of 2022 with a commercial launch by our partner, Orion, and therefore re revenue coming to Moravo shortly thereafter. We remain focused on expanding our business through global outlet licensing opportunities across our multiple product lines. The production and services segment revenue for the first quarter was $2.6 million, or 18% of total revenue. The sources of revenue in the segment are from products manufactured by our facility in Varennes, Quebec, or from product contract manufactured for Moravo and supplied to Moravo distribution partners. It also includes service revenues from testing, development, and related quality assurance and quality control services. During 2021, we will also begin to see new manufacturing and services segment revenues coming from the recent Penset 2% launch in Switzerland and the upcoming results launch in the United States. Results is anticipated to be launched in the U.S. market by our commercial partner, the Mentholatum Company, during the headlight season later this summer. Mary Jane Burkett, Moravo's Vice President and Chief Financial Officer, will now take you through our financial results for the first quarter of 2021. Thanks, Jesse. Today's presentation includes reference to certain financial measures that do not have a standardized meaning under IFRS. These measures include adjusted total revenue, adjusted EBITDA, and cash value of loans. Moravo believes that shareholders, investment analysts, and other readers find such measures helpful in understanding Moravo's financial performance and the company's Deerfield loans. For a description of how Moravo defines these non-IFRS financial measures, as well as the reconciliation of these measures, please refer to slide 29 and 30 of this presentation, which is posted on the Moravo website, as well as Moravo's management discussion and analysis filed on CEDAR. For your reference, slides 19 through 22 outline the products and related revenue streams that comprise each of the company's business segments, which are referenced throughout this presentation. Adjusted total revenue was $14.5 million for the three months ended March 31, 2021, compared to $18.9 million for the comparative quarter. The $4.4 million decrease in adjusted total revenue in the current quarter was primarily due to a decrease of 2.3 million of revenue in the licensing and royalty business segment, combined with a decrease of 1.8 million in the commercial business segment and a decrease of 0.3 million of revenue from the production and service business segment. Adjusted total revenue attributable to the commercial business segment declined during the three months ended March 31, 2021 as an increase in sales related to certain promoted products was more than offset by a decline in revenue from the segment's mature products. During the three months ended March 31, 2020, the possibility of future supply disruptions resulted in forward buying linked to the COVID-19 pandemic, which increased revenue in the company's commercial business segment during the three months ended March 31, 2020. For the three months ended March 31, 2021, the decrease in the licensing and royalty business segment 
was primarily due to a $2.2 million decrease in the royalty earned on U.S. net sales of Amovo due to a competitor launching a generic version of Amovo in March 2020. During the quarter, the company received a royalty of 10% based on U.S. net sales of Amovo. In subsequent quarters, this royalty is anticipated to decrease to 5% of U.S. net sales of Amovo due to a royalty step-down provision in Morabo Ireland's license agreement with Horizon Therapeutics that is anticipated to be triggered as a result of the continued generic competitor market share gains. In the current quarter, the strengthening of the Canadian dollar against the U.S. dollar reduced the contribution from certain U.S.-denominated royalty streams by 0.2 million compared to the comparative quarter. The production and service business segment revenue decreased primarily due to a decline in the company's results product sales due to the timing of shipments, as well as a strengthening of the Canadian dollar against the U.S. dollar, which decreased the value of U.S.-denominated sales by 0.1 million compared to the three months ended March 31, 2020. Adjusted EBITDA was 4.4 million for the three months ended March 31, 2021, compared to 8 million for the comparative quarter. The decrease in the current quarter was primarily due to a decrease in gross profit as a result of commercial segment forward buying in the first quarter of 2020, a reduction in revenue from the company's mature assets, a decline in the Vimovo royalty stream. Furthermore, an increase in sales and marketing expenses to support promotional efforts for our promoted products and product launches was slightly offset by a decrease in general and administrative expenses. In January 2020, the company repaid the outstanding balance of the bridge loan, a component of the Deerfield financing, which carried a coupon interest rate of 12.5%. The company's remaining loans the U.S. $43.8 million amortization loan and U.S. $52.5 million convertible loan each carry a coupon interest rate of 3.5%. During Q1 2021, the company repaid $3.6 million, or $2.9 million U.S., of the amortization loan in accordance with the Deerfield Financing Agreement, an associated amendment, and plans to repay another U.S. $2.5 million in the coming days. Since January 1, 2029, we've repaid 19% of the 118.5 million U.S. Deerfield financing. As at May 12, the company had 11.4 million shares outstanding. Attached to the company's amortization loan are 25.6 million warrants issued to Deerfield at a $3.53 Canadian strike price. The company's convertible loan may be converted into common shares of the company at Deerfield's option at a U.S. $2.70 per share conversion. Moravo shares closed at $1.56 per share on May 14. The company's amortization and convertible loans mature and outstanding warrants expire on December 31, 2024. As at March 31, 2021, the company had cash on hand of $23.8 million with an enterprise value of $116.3 million. Jesse will now continue with our business update. Thanks, Mary Jane. Our growth strategy is driven by five components. First, we are focused on the continued organic growth of our existing products and targeted in licensing or acquisition of growth-oriented products, which leverage the company's in-house, commercial, scientific, and manufacturing infrastructure. Second, we plan to further expand our Canadian business with the commercial launch of new products like Suvex, which launched in September, 
and the two line extensions of NeoVisc launched earlier in January of this year, and the anticipated launch of Blexton Pediatric later this year, subject to Health Canada approval. Third, our international business continues to grow through our license and distribution partners worldwide. We remain focused on business development activities and will continue to evaluate new and synergistic opportunities. Our manufacturing facility in Varenne, Quebec has developed and will continue to refine processes to enhance the quality and efficiency of our manufacturing operations. And finally, the company holds over 100 patents globally and has several patent applications pending. We continue to develop a strong patent portfolio to protect our products. Suvex is our prescription treatment indicated for the acute treatment of migraine attacks with or without aura in adults. We launched this innovative and clinically differentiated treatment for acute migraine in the approximately $130 million Canadian acute migraine treatment market in September of last year. As a result of the COVID pandemic, we were forced into a virtual launch. However, according to IQVIA data in the first seven months of launch, over 6,600 prescriptions have been written with approximately 0.5% total prescription or TRX market share achieved so far. We are encouraged that approximately 75% of new prescriptions for Suvex are coming from healthcare providers switching patients from existing triptan therapies. Recent market research surveyed physicians and approximately 95% of those surveyed indicated that they intend to increase prescriptions of Suvex in their practice. Obviously, launching a new brand during a pandemic is challenging, but we are very pleased with the results so far. NeoVisc is an injectable visco supplement used to replenish the synovial fluid in the joints of patients with osteoarthritis. Two new SKUs of NeoVisc were launched in Canada in January of this year. The line extensions include a low-volume single-injection presentation called NeoVisc-1 and a new triple-injection presentation called NeoVisc+. Our orthopedics and sports medicine-focused sales force is now actively promoting and selling NeoVisc across Canada. This commercial team is making great strides with the NeoVisc commercial launch. Already since January, 44% of private insurers are reimbursing NeoVisc 1 and NeoVisc Plus. By expanding private payer insurance coverage, more Canadians will have access to this treatment, which enhances quality of life by getting patients moving again. We remain pleased with the commercial launch of NeoVisc thus far. We continue to advance our product pipeline towards commercialization. We filed the Blexton Pediatric Registration Dossier with Health Canada in June of last year, and the dossier was accepted for review in October with an anticipated regulatory decision by late summer of this year. Blexton Pediatric is anticipated to be indicated for the treatment of seasonal allergic rhinitis and chronic spontaneous urticaria in children and will help to further strengthen our relationships with allergists, dermatologists, and primary care physicians who treat these patients. Our key growth assets, Blexton and Cambia, have continued to perform as expected during the first quarter in spite of COVID-19 impacts. Blexton's first quarter performance reflects the traditional seasonal decline in the oral antihistamine market at the beginning of the year as the colder winter weather reduces seasonal allergens. However, Blexton demonstrated continued year-over-year growth of total prescriptions, or TRX, and total prescription market share during the quarter. Blexton Q1 2021 TRX increased 22% over the first quarter of 2020. Blexton Q1 2021 TRX market share increased to 16.8% overall compared to 14.4% for the comparable period in 2020. Mary Jane had mentioned the forward buying phenomenon that impacted our product sales in Q1 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. The same surge of business was also represented in our prescription trends. And so we were pleased to see that the Q1 2021 performance still exceeded the level of prescriptions we saw 
in the first quarter last year. Flexton continues to capture the market share of our number one competitor, Cetirazine, or Reactin. Our sales force is doing an excellent job of expanding the prescriber base for Flexton, and we expect ongoing year-over-year -year growth and market share gains in the prescription antihistamine market in the quarters to come. Flexton will enjoy market exclusivity in Canada through October 2024. Turning to our second key growth product, Cambia is an innovative prescription treatment for acute migraine. Uh, Cambia, which is the only prescription NSAID approved in Canada to treat acute migraine, acts fast and begins to work in as little as 15 minutes. Cambia Q1 2021 TRX increased 9% over the first quarter of last year. And Cambia Q1 2021 TRX market share has increased to 5.3% compared to 4.7% in the comparable period in 2020. Cambia will also benefit from patent protection in Canada through mid-2026. Similar to Blexton, Cambia prescriptions also benefited in Q1 2020. The boost for both products was higher than historical trends would have predicted. Again, we are pleased to see strong growth in, in the first quarter of this year relative to the strong comparative period in 2020. Our licensee for Penza 2% in Switzerland, Gibro Pharma, launched the product in early January and is receiving positive feedback from physicians and patients so far. Results, which is branded as Lausbub in Germany, was launched in this European market in October of last year. The launch has been slow due to the COVID-19 restrictions and simply by virtue of the fact that children aren't interacting in groups, it's difficult for license infestations to occur. This is great news for parents, but has obviously muted the launch efforts thus far. Morava will earn royalty revenue from each of these partnerships. These commercial launches are also anticipated to have a positive impact on our production and services business segment. Our manufacturing facility in Varennes, Quebec is producing the finished Penset 2% product for Switzerland and is also prepared to manufacture results finished product for the U.S. market in the future. In February 2021, Moravo, Ireland entered into an exclusive license and supply agreement with the Mentholatum Company for the exclusive right to commercialize the results formula and technology in the United States under the Mentholatum brand. The Mentholatum Company will manage all U.S. specific commercial activities and Moravo, Ireland will, will earn revenue from the Mentholatum Company pursuant to the supply of finished product under the license agreement. It is anticipated that the Mentholatum Company will launch results during the summer of 2021. Manufacturing for our results business in Europe and the upcoming U.S. launch is currently handled by our European-based contract manufacturing partner. And of course, Moravo earns revenue on the supply of finished product to our partners for both Penset 2% and results. In December of 2020, Moravo Ireland entered into an exclusive license and supply agreement for Subex with Orion Corporation for select EU markets, as mentioned before, in the Nordic and Baltic regions. Orion will be responsible for obtaining and maintaining the marketing authorizations for SUVEX and will also manage commercial activities for the EU markets covered under this agreement. Moravo will earn royalties on net sales of SUVEX in the Orion territories starting in 2022, uh, subject to regulatory approval. Uh, Moravo and our partner Orion anticipate that SUVEX will enjoy at least 10 years of market exclusivity in the Orion territories upon approval. We continue to meet our growth strategy objectives. While our business has had to adjust the way we operate in order to deal with the COVID pandemic, this adjustment has not slowed us down from completing the value-creating activities we had set out to accomplish. In addition, we are hard at work bringing new products and opportunities to our pipeline through targeted business and commercial development opportunities. A few updates to highlight here. This past Thursday, we filed a provisional patent application in the United States for a new and improved formulation of our head lice treatment results. 
This is a formulation that was developed internally by our scientific team. We will be providing further updates on this new and improved formulation as we complete some additional basic development work over the course of this year. Also, we disclosed last quarter that our Pensat 2% file in Europe was withdrawn for commercial reasons. Effectively, market conditions have changed from a pricing and competitive standpoint, such that a commercial launch in many of the targeted markets was no longer viable. However, we are in the process of preparing a resubmission in Greece, which is one of the historical markets for the original format of Pensate, and look forward to a potential registration decision in this market later in 2022. Finally, we have a number of active and late-stage discussions underway for Pensat 2% and Suvex partnering in other regions of the world and anticipate announcing new partnerships in these international markets later this year. We are now pleased to answer questions that you may have with respect to the company, its financial statements, and its operations during the year. We will take shareholder questions that have been entered on the web portal. If you haven't already done so, please type your questions in the Ask a Question box in the lower left corner. We'll pause a few minutes to compile the questions. Okay, so we've got a, a few questions here, uh, and I'll just address them. I'll read them off uh, and then address them accordingly. Can you provide a little more clarity and context on the forward buying comments and the uh, royalty revenue reduction in the first quarter of this year? Um, so the forward buying, I'll, I'll address that first. Uh, basically, if you recall last year, uh, at the start of the pandemic, there were a number of, uh, many patients in Canada were going to their, their pharmacies and their physicians uh, and getting prescriptions for much longer periods of time than in traditional. Typically, you get one month prescription or supply of one month prescriptions and then refills. And uh, in, in March of last year, many people were moving up to 60, 90, or even 120 day prescriptions. And so the, the net result of that was a uh, an increased amount of demand at the pharmacy level for many of our products, and this was uh, an experience that many other companies in the pharma industry in Canada also experienced, uh, but it resulted in, in an increased level of sales in the first quarter of last year relative to what we would have expected. And so obviously this year with the pandemic uh, still underway, but people certainly being a little more used to uh, what's happening and, and having access to physicians and, and figuring out ways to get their prescriptions uh, that same surge of demand didn't occur, and we went back to more uh, traditional buying patterns. And then as far as the, the royalty piece is concerned, uh, as Mary Jane mentioned, in the first quarter of last year, uh, March 2020, is when Dr. Reddy's launched the generic version of Vomovo in the U.S. market. Our royalty revenue for Vomovo in Q1 of 2020 uh, represented basically an entire quarter without any generic competition. And so now we're a year into it, the generic competitor has continued to erode market share over the course of the year. And so on a year-over-year -year basis, uh, obviously the, the royalty revenue for the first quarter is significantly reduced as a result of that, that generic entry. The second question I have here is, uh, can you provide a, a little bit more of an update on the SUVEX arrangement with Orion in Europe and timelines for commercialization? Um, so as I mentioned, uh, the, pr the product is currently under review by the, the Finnish authorities and Orion does have market rights for nine markets, so basically all of the Nordic countries and the Baltic countries. Finland would be the first uh, a 
authority or regulatory authority that would review the application and then based on, on their decision, it would be shared with the other countries. And, and typically, if they agree with the decision of the, the Finland authorities, then the product would be approved in those other markets as well. Um, one of the, the hurdles that we had to get over before the, the, the review could, could start was uh, obtaining a waiver for additional pediatric studies, uh, clinical studies. So it's called a PIP waiver or Pediatric Investment Investigation Plan waiver. And so that was successfully obtained by our partner Orion uh, last month. And so now the dossier is under full, full review. So we would anticipate uh, consistent with uh, other review cycles, uh, both in Canada and Europe and, and the U.S., typically you're looking at about a year review process with the regulators, uh, subject obviously to, to questions and clarifications that come through. And so if that one-year review time holds true, then we'd be looking at a poss possibility of a review decision uh, this time or sort of summertime in 2022 and then a commercial launch uh, shortly thereafter once, once uh, launch quantities of product can be supplied. Uh, I've got an, another question on an update on results in the United States and, and what's happening with the mentholatum launch. So, you know, as, as I mentioned in, in, the, in the, the call, uh, mentholatum will be launching this summer. Really, the, the headlight season typically starts in, in the um, typically starts in the uh, summertime as kids are going to summer camps, interacting, and then obviously peaks in the early fall when kids go back to school. And uh, so the, the idea is to get the product out on the market in advance of, of the major headlights market. And so everything's on track right now to hit that, that objective. Uh, and so stay tuned. Uh, I suspect by the time we get to our Q2 earnings call, we'll have more updates on this, but, but everything is, is on track for that launch. Um, I've got a question here on uh, comments on Vimovo US sales and possible horizon litigation against Dr. Reddy's, when are the dates, possible resolution or settlement? And uh, so I, I think I just addressed the, the, the royalty situation with Dr. Reddy's continuing to erode market share. As far as the litigation is concerned, uh, that, that continues. We, we continue to work through that. Uh, with, with COVID, there have been lots of delays in the U.S. courts. And at this point, um, you know, the, the, the parties are, are going through discovery. There, but there are no definitive timelines right now in terms of when this may or may not go to trial or, or what may happen. Obviously, we're hoping that uh, as we progress through the, the rest of the year that uh, we'll have some more updates to share. But there's nothing really definitive to talk about today other than what's disclosed in our, in our disclosure already and, and really what I've, I've mentioned today. Um, so we'll keep you updated as, as that evolves. And that's it for questions. So I'd like to thank everyone for your questions. Uh, of course, if you do have other questions that you'd like to ask, and uh, feel free to, to reach out to us through the IR contact information on our website. Uh, but I'd like to thank everyone for attending this year's virtual annual general meeting, and would also like to thank you for your support of Barabo. We look forward to seeing you next year. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference. We thank you for participating. You may now disconnect. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.